Welcome to episode 215 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, welcome along to episode 215, 15, John, where is it? And 15 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom, Bevan James Oz, how you going mate? I'm very good. As you can tell, I'm losing my voice. Too much aerobics instructing again. Oh, it's because I've been on a holiday, and then you come back. You've deconditioned. I've deconditioned my throat, which is not a good thing, but you know what is a good thing, John? We're here. Well, that too, but New Zealand soccer team. That's right. Did you watch the game? I didn't. I mean, that's the thing. I'd like to, but it's like one o'clock in the morning. Well, my, my problem was, I thought to myself, they're going to get their butts kicked. I'm not yeah. going to get up at that time of day to watch them get their butts kicked. And it was like the greatest game. Well, we, we drew, so. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Talk is proudly brought to you by... CoffeeSafari.com The world's best coffee. And Athlinks.com The best place to store your results and all your athletic good stuff. That's right. And bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and talk is proudly. Oh, oh, I've already said that. Uh, well, this week's show, what we got on? We got some news. We got age group of the week. We got a high five. Website of the week and questions and answer. What's the high five on? The high five is on bottle maintenance sent in by James Botel. Oh, really? Bottle maintenance. Okay. News is proudly brought to you by xtry.com. Check out the latest news, views, and interviews with the stars on xtry.com. First of all, we got some results, and we have. Bergen Triathlon, which we talked about last week, and that was uh, it's one of the races in Norway, um, and it's part of, they've sort of got a little, they not necessarily team up with, but if you do both this race and the Norseman Extreme Race, you get a special t-shirt, Ooh. so there's going to be a few people in there getting special t-shirts, and this is going to go down as potentially one of the biggest domination of the dojo that I think we've ever seen. So we had Frank Dennis Christensen in first place. And he did 9 hours, 39 minutes. Yep. Pretty, Second, pretty solid race. Pretty solid race. Uh, what was a swim? Slow swim times, actually. 103 swim, and then 5.16 on the bike, and a 3.15 Really run. slow. So and you, that. The second guy did now and a half. Yeah. So, but then, so that was 9.39. Second place, 10.57. Whoa. <laughs> that is dominating the dojo. That is a big victory. Lars... Huvard was in second, and Joachim Reitan was in third place. He could have gone home, had a shower, come back to watch second place, yeah, come good. Good. Well done, that. So it was a relatively small field, but we like to give the love to some of these uh, non-WTC races. And I think, well, I think I saw there was only one female finisher, maybe and she, two. And she took it out. She took it out. Bibi Maskey, maybe there's two there. And, and then Siri. Siri Delane was in second place. It's around 15 hours, so nice. Not the DNFs. Quite a few DNFs. Size of the field. Yeah. So it looked like a... One thing I did read about this race is they had to change the swim course a few days or maybe a week or so before the race because of unseasonably either hot or cold weather in the uh, for the swim. Oh, very good. And then we also had the, probably the bigger race of the weekend was Ironman 70.3 in the UK. And I've got to give uh, Slow Twitch a bit of uh, thumbs up here. They've got the results up on their site and... Ironman.com does not have the results on their site. And they didn't yesterday. And like today is Tuesday New Zealand time, so it's Monday night in the UK. It was the race on Saturday or Sunday. I think it was uh, 
It was mm. on Sunday, so you know, they should have the results up there by now. But anyway, Fraser Cartmel took it out from Philip Grays and Jonas Jubak in third in 4.24, so about a three-minute victory for, to, over Philip Grays for Fraser Cartmel. A couple of other interesting names there. We had Faris El Sultan in, in fourth place, so he was uh, you know, nine minutes off the pace. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't know what quite, quite why maybe he's using that as a uh, warm up for, for I think he's probably doing either Rote or Germany. We'll have a look at that later on. I don't think he's doing Germany. And, and, no, it wasn't. And an interesting one there though was uh, we had Jasper Blake down in eleventh place, and he won Ironman Canada several years ago. The great performance, but haven't seen his name come up too much. Was it the uh, um, Gordo one? No, it was, gonna mean? it was the year after. I think. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and on the girls' side, things, Bevan. Balabelles took it out again. She just wins everything, really, she doesn't does. she? Tasman Lewis from Australia was second, and Emma Kate Kilbury was in third, and Joe Carrot, Epic Camper, there was in sixth place. Oh, good stuff. Well, good old uh, Fraser Cartmel. Mm-hmm. Third time winning this race in its five year history. Mm. He's dominant in the dojo. And some people claim it's the toughest 70.3 in the world in terms of the bike course. So he did a 4.17, which is pretty slow for a half iron man, and uh, they said here 20 minutes slower than his winning time that he did at. Uh, the wildflower race, which is also a tough race. Wow, that's pretty interesting stuff. Okay, what else have we got here? I'm going to list of things to do, John. Not a lot of racing at the weekend, that is about it. So, oh, really? uh, yeah, so we've just got different things coming up this weekend. Well, we've got Ironman Coeur d'Alene, but uh, it's a bit of a disappointment, John, because on their website where it's got their race, race participants... It's all just in alphabetical order, age groups and pros together. So you can't even look through it. There's no you can't be bothered either, can we? If they're not going to do a good job, we're not going to do they a good used job. used to. So they used to be on um, when North America Sports did it, you used to be able to search by category. So that was great for us, and it was also great if you wanted to check out people in your age group who was racing. Um, so Have they done one of their films this time? Let's check it out. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so that, that, that's uh, coming up this weekend. And, yeah, they're supposed to be doing, on Ironman.com, supposed to be doing that sort of yeah. rev-up show or something yeah. like that it was called. But uh, at this stage... There we go. No, it's no, I'm Try St. George. No. no, St. George is a few months away. So, or a month ago, so... <coughs> Okay, I mean, again, it is. It's 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 Monday over there in the states. It's it's race week. Um, you know, I think they could be doing a bit more to pump up these races and give their sponsors some some really good coverage. So, thumbs down for WC this week. Thumbs down for the WC this week. Okay, Ironman France. Okay, well they've got those. Ironman France. Up. Thumbs up for them. <laughs> now they have the they have their race list up somewhere. Is it there? No, no. Back it up, Bevan. Jeez, we're not looking very good here, John. Back it up. It is... Oh, let's just go back no, to there. No, no, no. It's, I can see it's down. It's that one there. That one there. And where do I go, John? Because this is not looking like good podcasting. That, that okay. one. It's, this is sensational. Okay. It's just going from bad to worse. Okay. It's going like the so- Australian cool. Soccer World Cup. And the English Soccer World Cup. And the English We've Soccer got the same Cup. amount of points as England Wouldn't in the Wouldn't it be Cup? great if we got through and they didn't? Oh. Oh, that would just be the greatest thing. Yeah. I've got to say, I was one of the, uh, I was in the camp of people that said, you know, did New Zealand really deserve to be there? They, granted, they did what they was required of them, they got there, but they had a pretty easy path to get there, but they've uh, they've showed what they're made of, and it was, it's been very impressive. Well, it, it, it has really, it's really shown that Austria, what is it? Australasia. Australasia has a place in the World Cup. Well, I mean, New Zealand does. Australia, they, they got thumped by Germany. They just, yeah. They should be back home. Those damn Italians just touch them and they fall over. Oh, they're weak. They're weak. Okay, what are we doing here? Computer, computer to list. list. Okay, so now I'm in France and we've got to download the computer to list just to make it even longer for us. And with that go, 
Um, this is the longest ever race briefing. And thing we haven't really had. got a lot to say about the field, so this is actually <laughs> really not that great. And we, I mean, I do apologise to some degree. I, I'm just not super familiar with a lot of the European athletes in terms of once you get on to continental Europe. So we've got um, Marcel Zamora Perez. He's the uh, number one seed, Axel Zeebrook. Now, he's a former ITU athlete, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. Frederick Van Leert is the third seed. He's finished second to Cam Brown at, the, at Ironman New Zealand. He's the year. brother of... No, he's not. Oh, <laughs> so, Just, I mean, like brother of in a, in a past life. Yeah, past <laughs> life. Got the same name as his, and he is from Belgium, so I can see where the confusion comes. But with somebody did email us saying he's uh, don't think he's any relative. Now, one day Olivier Marceau, number five seed, is going to have a storming race in Ironman, and I'm waiting to see that happen. Well, he's an he's an ex ITU guy. He is, and he's an ex world champion, and he's an ex on the bike, and. Um, being an ITU athlete, he's a, he's a good runner and he's a good swimmer, so I'm just waiting for him to have a have a storming race at one day. One stage is going to come through. On the girls' side of things, uh, Tina Dickers, Erica Chomor. Uh, we always get that wrong. Yeah, well, when we, next time we see her, ask her. Yeah, and Joanna Domas are the three top seeds. Alexandra, Alexandra Loisson, who's won the race before, Loisson. she is it's in there name. as well, as well as Joe Carrot. So if Joe Carrot raced last weekend seventy point three, and then she's Backing it up and doing another one this weekend. Oh, very good. Okay, well, anything else here? No, no, no. Let's move on. Um, not my no, WTC. Oh, yep. We've got the Mavori man, and if Bevan can make that a bit bigger, I can actually read it. He's, he's well, hiding it on his side of the public. Six lap bike course, uh, 216 people, and quite physically challenged. No, quite a few physically challenged athletes oh, into really? this one, which I was okay. interested in. And they've got their, all their athletes listed nicely in alphabetical and in, uh, categories, which I was liking. Oh, yeah, yeah quite it. a few physically challenged athletes, which is great. Okay, and then we've got the Forest Man in the UK, and a lot of our listeners love this race. 157 athletes registered. Great race clip on. Uh, the internet, and we'll put that on our show notes. So now that it looks, and I had a watch of this the other day. It looks like an awesome race. I mean, uh, out in the middle of the Wop Wops, by the look of it, it looks very uh, scenic in terms of the ride. You're going across sort of British moors, and there's deer running around. The road surface, um, as you'd expect, is sort of out in the Wop Wops, looks a bit dubious in places, but uh, it just looks like an awesome, low key race. And uh, I encourage you to have a look at that clip. And there's a guy at the, the last second of the uh, the clip says, "This is something something to the extent of this is what real triathlon is. Everybody getting up, hit the water at five a.m. Done and dusted. <laughs> no dust no razzmatazz. And you loved it, didn't you, John? Oh, it, it was your happy place. It was just low key racing, and, and that's what we often talk about. If you if you are worried about the the hype that that comes around with the bigger races, with the, the bigger participation numbers, find yourself a lower key race to maybe do you, do your first one if that's what you're after, and, and you're a bit stressed out about things. Limburg two 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 six, and uh, that's in Belgium. Yep, so they've got second year they've been holding this race. Uh, again, it's a six-lap bike course, which is um, it's quite a few to do. Yeah. And they've also got a half option there, so good luck to anybody doing that. Okay, so we're, John's away next week, so we're kind of doing a different kind of show next week. So we're going to talk a little bit about Ironman Germany, which is coming up in two weeks from now. So we just pulled up the males field, and uh, pretty good four or five, or well, probably about a few Six good guys seven. here. Yeah, yeah. So it's, we, when we've discussed this before, you know, we often talk about Ironman Germany. Go, oh wow, well, it's going to be it's, it's it's second only to Kona, and and I think the field is second only to Kona, but it's it's usually a fairly compact, small field in terms of the top guys that turn up. So you know, you look at your top 
five or six there, you'd have to say on paper they you'd generally put them in the top fifteen, say in Kona. Um, granted, at Kona, people often blow up and uh, and they don't. You know, someone like Cameron Brown's blown up a few times there. Mac has blown up, but you know this is a pretty strong field, and we should see some great racing at the front of the race. You got um, Timo Brankt, who. He obviously must have won it last year, I can't remember. He must have done. Who's the number one seed? Chris McCormick, who's been doing quite a bit of racing in the first half of this year. Andreas Raylert, obviously second in Kona. Cam Brown, who is um, you know, the king of New Zealand, and he won the race there a couple, a couple of years ago. Of years ago. Yeah. Patrick Verne, who's the Australian dominator um, from France, and uh, yeah, he's won Western Australia many times. He's won uh, Ironman Australia many times, and he's been top ten in Kona. And then you've got Frank Vistrel. Um, don't know heaps about him, but I know he used to be uh, do a bit of ITU racing. Jean Raphael. Jean Raphael, Florida, Ironman Florida winner, and um, he's been a bit quiet uh, the last couple of years, but again an ex ITU athlete, so he's all quality. <coughs> And uh, then you've got good old Lothar Leader sitting in there as well. And um, you know, we've got 20, 25 pros in total. And, uh, and you know, some of those other German names we're not super familiar with, but you know, they're, if they're German and they're pro, they're generally going to be pretty strong. Your side of things? It's going to be a good race. These two have been here yeah. a couple of times, yeah. Von Van Vlerken and Sandra Vollenhuis. Now, I watched that clip. Did you watch it, the Austrian yeah. 70.3 yeah. clip? Yeah. That was just carnage. I'll, put, I'll, I'll tweet it this week. Okay, John, you tweet it. Um, You're not going to twat it? I'll twat it. People just love to twat. It's yeah. not even seen through a, a twatter page. Yes. We've, yes. Got a, we've, got a, we've got a twatter page this week as our um, website of the week. Yep. But anyway, it should be a really good race. Sandra Vollenhuis won here. Was it the year before last? I think it was. Well, she won. She set a new course record when we were racing Roach. She was in oh, yeah, Austria, she was Austria. Switzerland or something she like Austria, that. Yeah. But anyway, um, those Yvonne Van Vlerk and Sandra Vollenhurst both got PBs around about the same sort of time. So that should be a pretty good battle. And then you've got the, the rest of them, I think, will be. Uh, well, Caroline Steffen, who's number 56, she's been dominating some uh, 70.3s this year. If she can step up into the. Into the full distance, um, I'd say it'll be between those two. MTBB. And so. oh, Joe Lawn's Joe Lawn's, well. yeah. How did we miss Joe Lawn, John? Yes. Well, she's got to be up there to be one of the favourites. She has. She's had some mixed fortune with her 70.3 racing. Some good and some not so good so far this season. So, yeah, you'd expect her to be right up. But uh, she did have a great Ironman New Zealand. She did. She had, yeah. she had a blinder. So if she can yeah, re- under pressure too. Yeah, if she can reproduce that, she'll be, uh, she'll be pretty close. Yep. Um... Okay. Good luck to anybody racing Jimmy. Yeah, weekend. yeah. yeah. Big it, race. It's not this weekend, it's two weekends away. Two weekends away. Yep. Um, other news. Oh, 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 just one thing about Iron Man Germany. Good old Cam Brown and Mecca are making some movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I haven't watched them yet. I saw them there. I watched one of them. It's pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're really into it, you can watch them. It's a spare time. And Iron Man Austria is coming up as well, which will be on when, we're, when I'm, uh, I'm away as well. Okay, uh, non-WTC race selling out, which is the Nussman, wasn't it? The Alberman. Alberman. So that's a race down off the south of uh, Italy that we often talk about, sort of a later season race towards the end of the end of the year, I think usually yeah. about September time. So great to see these races selling out as well as WTC Well, what's races. cool about it is that, um, you know, obviously these smaller races have the team events as well mm-hmm. to make sure they get the money and, and the numbers, but that this race here is saying, well, we may have to actually pull back on the team events so we can get more individuals. So, right. so that's really cool. Way. And which is cool as well because they have to make more money off the team events, mm-hmm. but they're still putting the individual races the priority. Yeah, from my perspective as a race director, when you do have a team racing, it really doesn't cost you more. I mean, you've got to yeah. get. I suppose if you are doing an extra couple of t-shirts and stuff and, and these sort of bigger races, then it would. But like for a, a t-shirt, is what twenty-five bucks. Yeah, and usually the price the price entry fee is is you yeah. know, at least double an individual. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. yeah Interesting. So good on them. Good on them. It's good to see these races filling up. Um, other news, I am Talk Jersey. So we've got, what are we today? The 22nd, you've got till the end of June, 30th, 30th of June, and you've got to send it through an email to me, and I'll flick you through an order form. And uh, we've got the short sleeve option, we've got the full array, we've got the short sleeve, the long sleeve summer weight, and the winter weight jersey. So get those in and be looking stylish like Bevan and I on our new website. Oh, and check out the website, it's on the website under our store section. There's a, a link to the, what you need to download. Is there? Yeah. Uh, no, there's not. Oh, okay. But I've, we can put one up there if you want. I don't know how to da- upload files to our new website, so oh, I'll okay. send that through to you. That's pretty easy. Um, hot topic of the week. Okay, so what, what did we talk about last week? You said, what do you do when the going gets tough leading up to the race? So, no, no more what, what scares you. What's your biggest you? fear? That's fear. Right. Well, what um, are you scared of, John? So Neil Skoll started off with a bit of a scholarly quote here. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant? Who am I to be brilliant, John? Gorgeous, Gorgeous, talented, talented. and famous. Fabulous. Fabulous. And fabulous, and famous. (laughs) Actually, who are you not to be? Oh, John. Okay, I thought I'd just raise the literary content of the show with a quote from Marianne Williamson, who I don't know. (laughs) John? Yeah? Sorry, I'm being distracted by that ad there. Do you think she's going left or right? She is going left to right. Yeah, I agree. But I wonder what... Okay, anyway, sorry. Click on the ad later, <laughs> Bevan. Um, so this is from Neil Scholes, old Romeo. In terms of dealing with fear, one thing Coach John and I have been working on is to constant, concentrate on the process. So yep. something like pace per mile and controlling controllables. It yep. works well. Great. Nice. Um, have you got Stuart? I've got Stuart. Okay. I'm going to go Christian Isaacson because this is great. Flats, craps, and cramps. <laughs> Fairly common. And those are things that most people are worried about. Yeah. Stuart can't, uh, can't, can't. If you use the, uh, if you're used to small events, a huge M dot or challenge event can be pretty scary. The first, uh, the list of strict rules, the stress of a full overnight bike check, and seeing 2,000 athletes who all looked like they were hours faster than me took me to the brink of complete meltdown before my first 70.3 in Switzerland last year. I wasn't worried about the race. But I had a fear of some equipment disaster, transport issue, or rule I'd miss when um, would stop me even getting to the start line. In the end, a combination of supportive wife, supporting training, supportive training mates who had been through it all before, and some pretty extensive lists got me through it. Ultimately, the more races you do, the easier it becomes. But it's still best with a good crowd and some good, good, good lists. Okay, good I old. like lists. You like lists. You do like your lists, don't you? I do like my lists. Actually, I've found I've learned to like lists. Good. Yeah, they are good for you. Greg May, uh, for me, the main worries are about last-minute training injuries. To avoid this, I always dial back the intensity and duration of my trainings to make sure that when I'm out on the bike, I get out there uh, and are less people and cars about. In the day or two leading up to an A race, I always surround myself with things and people that make myself feel comfortable and allow me not to think about what I have to do up until the last moment. Everyone else can get lost. For me, packing up nearly seven days before a race has become a ritual that I'll do so to rest assured that I don't have to do everything else is done. Control freak, yes, relax after very so much. Nice. Mm. Ben Score, um, I worry about an injury or illness that will 
preempt or seriously compromise my race. A few years ago, just three weeks before LA Marathon, I broke a toe coming down the stairs in my house. Oh, bugger. I taped it up and ran anyway, but it was unfortunate. Now I find I don't take any unnecessary risks in the last week before my A race. I tend to go barefoot less, less often. Don't want to step on something to cut my foot. I avoid activities or sports where I'm more likely to break or sprain something. I even take more vitamins and immune system boosters like airborne and try to ward off any sneaky sicknesses that might derail me. Rebecca Jocelyn, um, I'm scared of this one. I'm an above average swimmer for a triathlete, but everyone around me can be so aggressive. I hate the start of the swim, and I often panic and have to spend the first two to three hundred metres calming myself down. I'm happy in a small back swim and do really well, but mass starts freak me out. I even had a guy in New Zealand punch me and then yell at me. Oh, that's pretty aggressive, eh? It's pretty common, though. <laughs> I thought you were going to give some love there. No. Uh, he was all over the place and obviously blind. Guys can be really evil to women, and not just an Iron Man, John. It's a sad world we live in. Um, during the Iron Man, particularly, if you overtake them. Oh, I wonder yeah, it's true. I was going to say, in the swim, I don't think there's really a gender, is not really too much of an issue, but yeah, I'll definitely say there you go, on get the run the bike. Yeah. The only way I've learned to deal with this is to start on the outside of this one on my own. I usually give away a couple of minutes. Very good. Nice. Got to do the last one as well because I just saw that pop up yesterday. Uh, no, the second to last one. Ray uh, Morrison, getting injured. Uh, I was supposed to be doing Ironman 70.3 this weekend. My worst nightmare happened. I registered on Friday and went out for a quick ride. I made a left turn and, and a car coming over the other way decided to move into my side of the road to pass a parked car. To cut a long story short, my shoulder was hit uh, his windscreen. I spent Friday night getting my dis- dislocated shoulder put back in and be told that I'd fractured my scapula. Now waiting to see whether I'll be able to do Ironman Rosenberg on the 1st of August. To say I was a little unhappy is an understatement. Hey, at least I can still listen to Ironman talk as I recover. Be- Graham, I hope you get better soon. Yeah, that was only re- like two days ago. That really sucks. So we're, we're sending out the love. Yeah, sending out the love. Yeah. So, John... In terms of things that make... I don't get too scared for races these days, and that's largely um, because of experience. So the things that probably concern me now are things that are generally semi-controllable, and as a lot of you guys have mentioned, sort of equipment failure and stuff. Uh, you know, that stuff is, is controllable to an extent. You know, as long as you get your bikes really well serviced and you've got a new set of wet tyres and stuff on there... There's nothing else you can do. So. And, and you've got your equipment to deal with it on race day. Mm. So, you know, if, if that sort of thing bothers me, I just go back to my, you know, just think, well, have I done everything I can possibly do? Yep, take it off. If I get a flat, tough. It's just it's just one of those things. So I think for anybody out there who's, who does have fears out there or concerns about the race, and it really is to do these raceless. And I've uh, sent through to Bevan this week uh, just a short article on, on race planning and a sort of race planning template that we'll put up on our resources page. Yep. Um, you need to also give me all your articles that you've written yeah, for. Yeah, but a lot of them haven't been proofed yet, so I've got to... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I can't just go put them stuff willy-nilly on No, you there. can't, John. When you talk about it, it's okay, but actually to get things up... Yeah, you've got to make sure you dot your I's and, and you and I bad at that so yeah, we get other people to prove we, it. We do. So anyway, I think, you know, race planning, it can solve most of the issues <laughs> that we've got up there. You've got your controllables and your uncontrollables. You know, in terms of if you're worried about getting your ass kicked by your competitors, etc., or you wanting to finish the top of your age group, 
you can't control what other people are doing, so just go, well, they can do whatever they want. If they have a fantastic race and kick my ass, then so be it. And, uh, but you just got to focus on the things you can control. Um, <clears throat> and I think you know, a lot of the points up here is stress-related things in terms of where I need to be at certain times, race rules and so on. If you write lists and if you read through the race manuals and stuff, you just tick things off, you know where you've got to be, and that just hopefully removes a lot of the stress um, from that sort of few days before the race. And one thing that a lot of people have to deal with is, is the fear of failure. Yeah. And uh, and that's probably one thing that you know, perhaps I'd still say that does come in a little bit for me. But well, I think, I think it depends on how important the race is. Mm-hmm. You know, like for you, mm-hmm. the marathon, I imagine mm-hmm. you did have that fear, whereas if it was just your 15K race a few weeks before, you don't give a crap. And so it, it really depends on what you have committed to that race. And But that's, that's racing, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's but, why we do it. Uh, but, you know, the ways you can, you can, or the ways that I sort of get over things like that is, is, is I do go back to focusing on the process of what I'm doing. I've got got my race plan I just reinforce that through my head several times you know say for a marathon um, then I'm really looking at m- what my my case splits are going to be and I'm just thinking about that and then I'm going to start thinking about the form that I want to be holding but probably one of the key things that I do is um, I reinforce the the good sessions that I've had in training yeah, for the good racing well. so yeah. you know for the marathon I was thinking well that 15k race went fantastically it was well paced held good form so I'm just <clears throat> focusing on that and uh, and you just just try to think on things that are going to get you back on task and just try to you know just shift those negative things or try to try to squash them with more positive things and, um, and you should be right at the end of the day though everybody's going to be a little bit nervous before races and the spectrum of nervousness is, is reasonably wide but um <clears throat> you just got to focus on the controllables and if they're uncontrollable things a lot of those to some extent are controllable so for example the weather at Ironman if the forecast is for crap there's nothing you can do about it yep. but there's certain steps you can take so that your performance is going to be so as good as it can be in the crappy conditions yeah, um and, and you know say the bike mechanicals which is a lot of people's fears you can't really control a puncture if you ride over a bit of glass, but you can contr- you can minimise the risk by having the best best tyres you can get, having a really good bike set, um, <clears throat> tune up done, and you can mitigate quite a few. And, and also look at your skill set. So you know, like mm. how, how good are you at changing a tyre? If you're terrible, that's a, it's a practice. Mm. It's a skill you practice, and you actually need to make sure you spend the time practicing that because flat tyres do happen mm-hmm. and it's going to happen to one of the, you guys out there and so you don't want to be the guy who takes 15 minutes to change a tyre exactly. you know what I mean because it's your race over and done with whereas if you lose 4 minutes it sucks but it's actually not your day totally you know like you know Gordo when he got second in Canada he got a flatty he got two flatties I think oh did he yeah wow and, you know so but you know because you're able to deal with it and move on straight away it's uh, definitely a big thing and the final thing I'd say is um, <clears throat> you know for what uh, for most of us out there we're doing this because we enjoy it and and, um, and different people get enjoyment from different things in races. So think about why you're perhaps doing it and what you get a buzz out of when you're racing and, and look forward to that moment. You know, it might be that you, you know, you're racing in Kona and you're looking forward to getting out on the, uh, the, you know, the Harvey section because that's the most challenging part of the course. So you know, think about the, the enjoyment factor and, and what you're looking forward to. It may be that you're just looking to go head-to-head with people and, and you're looking forward to that. So start focusing on those things and... Uh, and yeah, and we do it because because we enjoy the sport. Evan, uh, what scares you before races? Well, well I'm quite lucky because my my natural way of being is very very relaxed. I'm not the kind of I'm not a stressor kind of person, and so um, for me, like yeah, I just don't stress that much. My my thing would be the fear of not achieving the goal. Mm-hmm. So but that only really hits me the night before the race. So mm-hmm. it tends to be just when you're laying in bed that night before the race, you have those you know those thoughts of doubt and all the rest of it. And so for me. 
I can kind of just put up with that. I don't really mm-hmm. worry too much about that because that's always going to be the case on an important goal. I kind of think that um, one thing the newer athlete wants to do is to just race a lot. Um, totally. and, and because when you first start out, if you just don't do much, and the problem with Ironman is a lot of people who do Ironman don't actually race a lot leading up into it. And yep. so they, they've gone from being not much of an athlete at all to doing this race, which even for experienced athletes is such a big challenge. And so your fear levels are going to be so high because you're just so naive to the experience and in all aspects of it. And so, um, one of the best things you can do is just get out, do cycle racing, get out, do, you know, the mini tries, duathlons, running racing as yep. a part of your training because that way you're actually going to gain more experience on how you deal with stress. And, and ultimately it is a bit of a personal thing. And so the more we can understand how we work, the better chance we can develop strategies that work. You know, like John's come up with a really great list here and it's because he, he's raced so much, he kind of knows the process, but it's not always the case for every person that, that will work. And ideally the way I look at it is that as an athlete, we're always trying to learn how we work. And so, um, and, and when you're new, um, those smaller races will be stressful for you like for yeah. John and I to go do a 10k race you know like it's it be, it be, you know it's going to be hard work yeah. but it's not going to be high high stress of like doing an Ironman uh, I, I would probably say that for me and for quite a few people you actually I get more nervous before a local small race when you're around all that all that, your mates all, and stuff yeah and the, the pressure's on everybody maybe perhaps knows who you are because you have a bit stuff. of reputation and stuff and uh, I probably get more stressed out at the, at the local races so I totally agree you, you go through the um, you know you're, you're learning to deal with um, race stress, but yeah. you're also going through that process of setting up all your gear, mm. having everything in place. So it's, it's you're hitting it with two angles. So in terms of how much racing you should do, you know, um, if you're going through a summer, if it's a late season IMF year, you know, just inserting say two or three races in there is 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 it's good training, gives you a really good hit out, and it helps you go through that process. And I'd encourage you know most athletes, regardless of your ability, to be doing about that many races um, bef- before your you know your key Ironman race. Great. Uh, this week's discussion, John said to me, I need a discussion. Yeah. So I've come up with one, John. How much profit do you think <laughs> WTC make on a race? Okay. Now, I know that's going to be variable because of things like uh, size of fields. Sale of sellout race. Sellout race, somewhere between 1,500 to 2,000 people. How much profit do we think they make on the race? And if you've got any numbers to back it up... We'd love to see those. Yeah. If you want to give us a sly email. Yeah. Because we'd just love to know. So... Uh, this week's discussion, uh, you go to Athletes or go to www.imtalk.me and we'll have a link to Athletes on there. Let's put some music on, John. Oh, we've got a call. What, Pause. 8 o'clock? Seven. Oh, you, oh, is it 7 o'clock we've yeah. got a call? Yeah. Oh, we're late. We've been pause. Here we go. Here's some music. Age Grouper of the Week. And good old Shauno the Porno. Sean Patrick Barnes, actually doctor, he's a doctor. He's a doctor. Doctor Sean Patrick, doctor porno, Sean Patrick Barnes. Right. Yeah, Sean the porno. He's got an A-G-O-T-W for oh, us. He's, he's, he's abbreviating things for us. Lads, lads, he's yeah. saying, this uh, through the wires from Iron Man Australia. He even spelled it Australia. Australia. He lives in Australia now, so yeah. don't you become an Australian? Anyway, uh, for an age group of the week, uh, uh, sister-in-law's friend's husband, Daniel Hyde, first Iron Man. Check out the splits and overall pacing. Can't believe he only got third in his age group. Jingers. Porno, you've got to do your, your P's here correctly. Did he? He actually got sixth in his age group, I think. 
Oh, he did too. Mm. But anyway, it's well, maybe it's a, maybe he didn't. Maybe he got sixth fastest run rank. No, you click on it and he got sixth in stage group. Oh. Right? Okay, well, fun you. <laughs> <laughs> Still, first bloody Iron Man division rank sixth place. Uh-huh. Still, first bloody Iron Man. Yeah, and not, uh, but, well, okay, okay, carry, yeah, carry on. Okay, so Daniel Hyde, so he's doing his first Iron Man, and it must have broken Porno's heart because he's gone faster than Porno has. And he's because he gone faster than you have, or not? No, no, I did 905. 905. Oh, yeah, sorry. But it's Taupo. It's in Taupo, sorry. In Taupo? What'd you do? About that? 916, 917? Mm, no, 919, so he did, yeah. yeah. So you carry on with your. But 905 is faster than 918. It is. <laughs> what do you say? So my point here is. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, it's his first Iron Man. He's an engineer. He's only twenty eight. Yeah, no, actually, my point, Bill, is, is not to put you down. Well, you're trying your hardest. I tell you. <laughs> but where did you finish overall when you did say nine? Nineteen. Yeah. Overall, so you were in the top twenty. Weren't you? Yeah, I did. I think no, twenty second. Twenty second. I remember thinking, Baka, so Baka. <laughs> <laughs> so Thomas knows how to do that. That's really annoying. It's Baka. Jesus. And you're you're at, you're at like dinner or something like yeah. that. <laughs> but anyway, it could be worse, John. <laughs> so it could be. Uh, he said bloody hell the other day. <laughs> I said bloody hell. He goes bloody hell. And then Belinda gave you the look, eh? <laughs> but anyway, um, Dan White, first nine man, swims fifty four, bikes five oh one, runs three eighteen for a nine eighteen. Solid race. Finished sixth in his age group of the twenty five to twenty nine, which is bloody. That's 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 six with a nine eighteen. Normally it's, in New Zealand with that race, you'd you'd win. You'd win. Yeah. Or you'd be you'd be right, very very close. Yeah. Yeah. And as we said, in New Zealand, Bevan finished, say, in the 20s. He only finished 94th overall with that sort of time. Wow. So that shows the uh, the depth of people that are now sort of going in that sort of nine. Is Australia a fast race? Not especially, no. Wow. So that's um, it's a great performance. First Ironman, um, and it's a really well-balanced race. You know, we look 53, 501, 318, balanced all the way across. Very solid. That is impressive, eh? So if you look, he had the fourth fastest... Um, Bike split in his age group, 27th fastest. It is interesting, time. they've got the bike splits, they break it down, so they've got the first 18 miles, 37, and he sits pretty consistently until he gets to about the last bit of the race, and he crumbles a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But anyway, very solid performance, first Ironman, but I would doubt that he would qualify for Kona with that, unless no, a good roll down happened. Yeah, roll down happened. Still, you know what, first Ironman, if I'd pulled off a race like that, I would be over the moon. So, Daniel Hyde, you definitely are. Our uh, age group of the week. One, two, three, four, half five. And good old, the wise one, James Botel, set through this one, and it's a bloody good one. Five, high five on looking after your water bottles and yourself. Well, you know what, John? I was never really that good with water bottles. Mm. You know? I just didn't care. It, it, it impeded your health somewhat, maybe? I don't know. No, Who not knows? really. But, but I think it the thing do. is, I could have done it. It could have been the end of my world. Could have been. Could have been, but luckily it wasn't. But it's interesting. Some people love their water bottles, don't they? They do. Like uh, Ted. You know Ted? Yeah. He's got all the water bottles that he got given in Iron Man New Zealand. Oh, right. And he's done over 10 of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was... Got a t-shirt. Yeah, I was impressed with that, because I, I literally get it, and then go the next day, where did it go? Yeah. So that's why I didn't look after been, You haven't been following James' high five. Well, yeah. maybe if I read this, you know, eight years ago. So this is a... You need to do this to avoid bacteria slash germ build-up, minimise the health risks to you and others, and maintain training and health for race day yeah very good okay. number one you go first buy water bottles with clear or light coloured caps so you can see mould or other dirt build up agree with that one yeah, it's actually a really good idea isn't it I never mm-hmm. thought of that mm-hmm. the, the, buying black bottles so no no you can't see what yeah, you're, you're a little bit ignorant to what's happening and mm-hmm. the gooey stuff okay number two always wash thoroughly consider boiling them 
uh, Boilingman's problem. Oh, I suppose the hard plastic ones may be yeah. all right. I've never bought a bottle. I bought, well, I haven't bought them, but I've used hot boiled water and like the pump bottles. Yeah, and it just totally changes the shape. Um, yeah, before use, first use. Ah, oh. so that's what the, I think the key point here is. I'd say boiling bottles. It's I don't know, but anyway, in terms of making sure that you clean the bottles on the first use is critical because you never know where the hell they've uh, they've been in terms of getting from the back. Back ass of China to your uh, to your kitchen. Yeah, that's really important. Uh, bottles sit in storage rooms, are handed by multiple of people before you take them for a ride. So make sure you read them, clean them. Oh, I'm sorry, I was reading that. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking what was happening in the World Cup. Make sure you <laughs> clean them. Number three, <laughs> put, put your name on your bottles and date them um, and the caps so you always know which ones are yours on your rides and camps. Don't share bottles on rides. Totally agree with that, but if you're not going to do camps and stuff, probably not necessary, but probably do you not, not share a bad bottles? idea. Sorry? If I was out on a ride with you and I was thirsty and I asked you for a drink, would you not share it for me? No. Really? No, I wouldn't. It's the love well, of this no, relationship. I would let you spray it in towards your mouth, but I would certainly wouldn't let you put it in your bloody mouth. Oh, man. It's the love. I'd let you, I'd let you taste my, my I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't ask. <laughs> what about if you're dehydrated? I probably still wouldn't ask. You would too. It would have to be a pretty extreme circumstance. Dehydrated 40 degree heat. Would you ask? Mm, potentially, but it would have to be pretty, pretty needy. <laughs> Wash after every use. Wash more thoroughly than placing it in water bottles. Uh, use boiling water frequently. Again, he likes his boiling water, but I'm thinking because James Bosdale is a wise one, he's probably actually practiced this with bottles. So I've never actually used boiling water, but I know... I use a dishwasher and that kicks ass. Yeah, dishwashers use pretty hot water, don't they? Mm. Uh, wash and sink of bleach added, remembering to rinse thoroughly. Mm. He's, mm. he's taking this to extreme. I've, I can't say I've ever used bleach. The dishwasher <laughs> is gives it a really good clean, and it's nice warm water, and I think that's the way to go. Okay. But you could try these ones. Number yep. five, don't use bottles for more than one season. Mm. Okay. Lastly, don't leave uh, three-quarters of a uh, bottle of water in your bottle uh, in your hot basement for over a week and then drink from it. I've done that quite a few times actually yeah, okay. tastes pretty gross wouldn't recommend that uh, definitely don't do this during a half iron race if you do you'll be chundering every mile of the run you know what's interesting John what's I pretty much broke all of his rules yeah. and yeah all doesn't them. surprise me yeah. <laughs> so I think that that last one there is is, a, is is actually quite an important one because you know, if, yeah. if you put if you're just putting water into a into, into a bottle where you've had sports drink before, you start to get that flavour sort of leaching out, and also, who knows what the hell plastic does to us? To be honest, you know, if you, yeah. Um, uh, you know, so many people seem to have. Uh, I've got a question, John. Yeah. What if the boiling water brings the plastic out more? It could do. So I'm I'm not quite sure on that one. If somebody can give us some some advice on that one. Get but anyway, I'd say comment. definitely. Don't go out riding with water that's been sitting in your bottle for, for, for a day or so. Just forget that one. A couple of other tips that I've got. Um, We've got John's Editions. John's Editions. What I tend to do is I have drink bottles that I use just for sports drink, and then I have ones that just use for water. <coughs> so I have them nominated in my little Ooh, nice. water bottle cupboard. Uh, I use a dishwasher, which I find fantastic. And, and just supporting that final point that James had, don't leave your bottles on your bike. Um, store them somewhere in your kitchen. Take them straight off your bike when you finish the ride. Take them up, then you know they're going to get cleaned, and you also don't get things, uh, flavours or whatever comes out of plastic leaching into the, the water and then using oh, leaching. Mm. Oh, leaching. Word of the day. Word of the day. Leaching. Okay, let's put some music on, John. Here's some music. I did break all those rules. You did. I don't think I ever washed my bottles. 
But the thing is, no, well, I must have occasionally. That's why I don't want to drink water, (laughs) even if it's 40 degrees. (laughs) You you reinforce that. In the past, I've gone, oh, I'm a bit thirsty. Now I'm just going to go, I don't want a big gulp of mould coming down my throat. But the thing was, I lost them every day. Mm. So I was always just getting new ones. Again, not surprising to Kevin. Not surprising me. It's a beautiful thing. Here we go. Here's the music. Website of the week. Good old Gary Fegan, Mr. Consistency. Yep. It's sent through this week's website. And it's actually a bloody good website. For, so nowadays a lot of us really love to do the twattering and, uh, or... Yeah. Tweeting. Tweeting. And uh, this is like an aggregator of all the triathlon, main triathletes out there. What are you looking for? Scroll John? down. Are we on there? Well, we, we hopefully we'll be coming on there. Have you, have you emailed uh, them? I've emailed them. Good. Good, because we, we think we're pretty famous. Yeah. And it's basically a place where you can go to check out what all the, the triathletes are in, and, and they've really got pretty much all the big names, haven't they? Well, anybody who's, who's twattering, um, they probably have got up there. Yeah. Rebecca Keat, Richie Cunningham, Sam Warriner, Slow Twitch, Trenzo Barazzoni. Luke Bell, Lindsay Corbin. Chris McCormick. He's got two. He's so good. Chris McDonald. The Rapster. Rapster. Now, obviously, some athletes, you know, twit or twat a lot more than others but um, yeah it's just a really good place to go instead of trying to or you can follow them yourself but if you don't want to actually follow them and, and you just want to occasionally just check out what people are doing it's a really good place triathletestweeting.com so you may see us come up there I have submitted us because there's mm. a your um, suggest somebody so I went on there and suggested that we would be outstanding for this uh, yeah. particular website so yeah. we'll see if we turn up there but otherwise uh, just uh, just sign up for our Twitter anyway yeah. and, uh, you can do that by going to www.iamtalk.me and just click on the link to Twitter and, and one of the things that we go how do you want to use it do we, how are we using it so we're using it for when, when bits we, of things we're doing. Yeah, when we post on our Facebook page, that automatically goes through to our Twitter. So we're not going to be inundating you. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that I've gone to the toilet and I've wiped my bottom. Um, well, John, I'd actually like to know when you do that. So okay. can you start doing it, please? I'll, I'll give that a go this week. Give me some details. Uh, basically, all I'll be putting up there is if we have a, a really good link that comes through or a website that we've missed or something like that or some breaking news that we think um, you know, perhaps you might not hear through the regular channels, um, we'll just chuck that up there. But I, I can't see us doing more than a couple a week yeah. um, and we don't want to be one of those ones that does you know five times a day so but you know sign up to our, our Twitter and um, and be in you, you too can be a Twitter that's right that's right so that's a beautiful thing so the website is uh, triathletestweeting.com we'll put a link to that on www.imtalk.me this week um, questions and answers and good old Trudy Stuick uh, has sent through this one. Love the podcast. You two are producing a fine art. Wow. I've never classified See, myself as an artist. Bert and Ernie. Person of art. Bert and Ernie, no way. We're artists, John. We're more like uh, Da Vinci and someone else. No, famous. we're more like Statler and Waldorf. No, John. They're the, they're the Muppets characters. Let's not go there. Okay. No, we're art. Okay. Like, I like to think of myself as like Beethoven. Okay. Who, who are you, John? I'm uh, Da Vinci. Da Vinci and Beethoven. That's what yeah. we are. Huge thanks. My commute to work is good times. We do appreciate all the work you put in front of us for us and laughs as well. I missed a few sessions back at the beginning, so I'm not sure if I've been over this sort sighting or not. Could you please give me some tips on it? Swimming is my weakest link, and I've tried a few different methods, but I can't seem to get a rhythm with it. 
Cheer, cheer, trudes. Cheer, cheer, dwee, dwee. <laughs> <laughs> right, so basic question here is um, sighting when you're swimming, which a lot of people have difficulty with. Um, so at one stage, I'm going to have to do a little video clip on this because it's quite hard to actually demonstrate this one through speech. I love this because the great thing is, it's why I said, yeah, <laughs> it won't take an eye out. So uh, the key thing when you are sighting is you've got to try <coughs> to keep your head as low as possible because as soon as you lift your head, whether you're a good swimmer, bad swimmer, whatever, your hips go straight down and, uh, and you're... Your velocity through the water is going to be significantly lower, so you're really, as Bevan said, increasing your drag. So try to keep your head as low as possible. So for me, I'm a left-hand breather. Oh, it's 2-0, Spain over Honduras. Yep. Um, I, I breathe to my left. So a technique that I try to use, rather than doing the old water polo style where you lift your head right up and you sort of do two or three strokes, yep. is I just try to do a quick sighting as I'm taking a stroke. So I'm going to demonstrate here. <laughs> so, so the arm's coming over the top. So I'm, I'm, I breathe to my left. So what I'll do is I'll combine a little sighting as I'm going to do my breath. So my, as my right hand is coming over sort of my... You know what, John? I can actually record this right now and we can put it on YouTube. Wait no. a second. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's wait. Let's, let's sort this out. So, you, you guys, if you go to YouTube this week, I'm going to make a film of John swimming. Wait, you can. You, my art of try to. You start to so, oh, here we go. Here, here we go. go. So, this is live from this the studio. This is live from the studio. So, as my right. Wait, wait, no, wait. We're going to wait for the record to start. And, and recording. Action. Okay. So, my so, right arm is coming over. My head is still down in the water. Yep, as this down. arm is coming over, I'll be lifting my eyes up to look for that boy. <laughs> And as my hand goes in, then I'll be turning to take my breath, and then I'll carry on. So it's just a small lift of your head. Get your eyes out of the water so you can see the boy, and then as you're coming around for your breath... John, I think you need to do it again. I think you need to do it again. Standing... Oh, oh no, the phone. That's poor. Oh, the phone. He's been yes. caught on camera as well. Wait a second. Hello. Hello. Go- goodbye. Goodbye. Hello. It's Tyler. You want Tyler? Tyler. Right. So Tyler, that arm um, is coming out of the water here. At that stage, your head is lifting up. No, no, John, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. Okay? Okay, okay so wait. You need to go back a little bit further. Okay, okay. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Okay, so <laughs> I'm taking my stroke. Yep. My arm is coming out of the water. I'm lifting oh, my wait. head. Yep. Up he- he's coming up. Head Look at that. Down and, and breathe. Down and, and breathe. Boom. Boom. Oh. Boom. Yes, do it again. Do it again. Whoa. Whoa! There we go. Okay, that's it. There we go. So th- th- this is the end of the YouTube bit. If you didn't, it's if you John weren't watching Bevan. YouTube, there, that was probably a pretty bad segment. No, I, th- I think it's brilliant. <laughs> okay. And I think it actually makes people want to go to YouTube. We may even look at that. Out of try, out of try. Out Nike sponsored by Nike. Mm-hmm. Anyone else want to punch? Studios looking pretty good in the background there. <laughs> got lots of photos of my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bookcase isn't that organised. So okay. Anyway, um, anyway, these are the socks that actually yeah. sent <laughs> <sent them sweet. laughs> Dry Max. They were sent in by. <laughs> Andre from Shoe Clinic. If you're in Auckland, shoe clinic. Or anywhere in New Zealand, Shoe Clinic is the place to go. Andre Setting from Auckland, the bo- uh, Botany's. And these are dry mats. They're Park, actually. What are they made of, John? Uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked into. I that. think they're like a special material. But anyway, we'll carry on with the segment. So we can. So what do you think? We're just going to say goodbye to YouTube. Goodbye to YouTube. Don't twitter on YouTube. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs>
<laughs> Carry on. Right, so that was first point. So trying to keep your head oh, down. That was great job. And uh, if you want a demonstration there, check out our YouTube clip. Yep. Um, if you do need to go water polo style, because if you're struggling to sort of see a boy, again, try to minimise how long your head is up there um, because your hips do drop. Yeah. If you're swimming in surf conditions and you're trying to sight there, it's obviously quite a bit more <laughs> difficult. Um, so the key thing there when you're trying to sight is you sight when you're coming up the top of a swell um, and then you're at the top, you hopefully then can see. Oh, you don't want to do that the wrong way around, do you? You don't want to do that. If you're doing it the, you know, when you're down below it's the waves, you yeah. won't be able to see anything anyway. Um, I tend to say that if you're on the feet, uh, if you're on the feet of somebody or if you're in a, in a good group, it's actually quite hard to see over the tops of people. So you've really got to just put your faith a little bit in what the people around you are doing. And if you're finding that, you know, use your periphery a little bit. If you've got people to your left, you've got people to the right and you're following a group, you can't, sometimes just got to go with the flow to, to a large degree and, and just hope that you're on course um, because to get out of that area and to actually get a really good sighting is quite difficult. Yeah. Um, Critical things before the race is to actually get yourself some some sighting points. Not always possible in all races, but some races there are. So, for example, if you're Ironman New Zealand, there's particular mountains and stuff you can sort of use to sighting. If you're in a fairly small lake with multi-lap course, there may be some buildings or some um, big trees or, or whatever yeah. that you can use. They need to be pretty high, don't they? They do. Yeah. So um, have a swim in the days leading into the race and try to get some sighting points there. Um, and so that sort of helps a little bit with the, some of the sighting points, but often the issue is not so much sighting that but people just can't swim straight. So that's something you need to, to practice as well. What will often how do you practice swimming straight? Well, what you've got to, if, you, if you're not a straight swimmer, there's generally going to be a reason for it, um, and that's often because you may be crossing your centre line. Oh, okay. um, uh, or you're not you're not bilaterally breathing, so those would be the key things I think. At because when you're swimming up and down a pool, you've always got the the lane rope you're either going to hit into, or you've got the line yeah. to follow. So you, you can it's pretty easy. You're adjusting to swim the a, whole time. Yeah, it's pretty easy to swim in a straight line. So if you are somebody who's a wonky swimmer. Get somebody to have a look at your swimming. If you're coming across your centre line a lot, then um, it's reasonably likely that you might you might have more difficulty staying in a straight line. Um, and the other thing I'd suggest for people who are a bit wonky is to try to get, really get into a good bilateral breathing, so hypoxic breathing, breathing to both sides, yep. and that will keep you, again, a little bit more um, balanced in the water um, rather than maybe uh, favouring your stronger side a little bit. It, it's funny, so for me... Because um, I struggled with sighting for the longest time, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really until I watched you do it that I actually got it, and not just the YouTube <laughs> clip. No, there's, serious- there's that 20. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, because I used to just lift way too high, yeah. and, I, and I'd be swimming, and I'd lift way too high, and you know, this my hips would drop. I could feel it all happening, but and, and it was one of the reasons I never really sighted much, yeah. and I just always hoped that I could stay on the feet in front of me and hope that they were going in the right direction, which luckily for me... And in Ironman, you can kind of get away with because the packs are big mm. enough. And in smaller races, you can't. And mm. so, um, but then it wasn't probably until about three or four years into my swimming that I actually looked at what you were doing and figured, yeah, I don't, need to, I don't actually have to lift that high. No. And, and, and if you watch the YouTube clip, and I know it's a bit Mickey Mouse, but it'll give you an idea. You don't, it's not a high lift if you, if you sight well. Like if you yeah. watch John when he's swimming, his sight, his eyes are only really lifting up a little bit as he's coming around. It's obviously needs to be able to see, but really, it, it, it's um. If if you watch say an ITU race again, you'll you'll hardly even notice them swimming. That the uh, lifting the heads, the guys yeah. at the front, they'll just be a small movement. They'll just get their eyes out of the water and uh, and and, and the good on. thing about that was for me because when I sighted, it was really poor. 
I used to worry I didn't do it so much because mm-hmm. I was, you know, I knew it slowed me down. Whereas when I got to the place where I could sit in a place where I just lifted my head slightly, I actually sighted a lot more, and so yep. I didn't actually waste space because yep. I was or going energy. more in a straight line. Yeah. So, and it's also if you're worried about falling off the back of a pack, mm. you know, that way you could, you could just always stay on it. So, yep. um, it's definitely something you need to practice. And it's just one of those things when you're doing laps at the pool, maybe when you're just doing your warm up set or something like that, you do a couple of sighting sets as well, and, and it doesn't make a big difference to your swimming. So, um, no. Nice. Thanks, John. That's okay. You may be a better athlete. Good. Okay, okay. Scott Walker. Yep, Scott Walker. Actually, a couple of people sent this through, but was just saying that good old the Muppets guys were what was it? Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, I, I, no, I never knew that. Did you know that when you saw those names? Did you go? Oh, no, yeah. no, I didn't know that actually. Because they never really call them their names, do they? No. no. Okay, then we've got another one here from. Oh, this is a bit sad, actually, John. Uh, Aaron, how's that one? Horwitz. 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 Um. Someone else died and Iron Man died, which is really sad. So, um, the guy so we just start, Well, my main message here is uh, always a tragedy when we hear about this. This wasn't news. in a race. wasn't in a race. Um, just don't worry too much about the geek factor. Start wearing some brighter clothing when you're going out training. I think that's one... You know, if we talk about the controllables and the uncontrollables. This guy actually got hit by a car. But you've got to sort of try to make yourself just a little bit more visible and um, just by wearing some fluoro stuff or, or some, some bright stuff... Um, you've got to remember it's your job to be seen. Mm. Don't assume people are going to see you. And the more you can make yourself seen because, you know, like we love the sport and to hear that there's death in it, it's just pretty horrible. Keep so. left. If you're in New Zealand, keep right. Keep right. If you're in other countries. Okay, team. Uh, Sponsors. Flinks.com. Here we go, John. I'm pulling it up. What's the latest score? 2 0 still. 2 0. Spain over Honduras. They're going to win. God, it's going to be good if they do it. I know when I watched the World Cup when I was in in England, um, it was great because it was on during the day. But it's just sucks it's on during the night. We get a few games. The the third game of each day is on for us at about 6 30, 7 o'clock. Yeah, right now. So it's it's not not too bad. I must say, the World Cup's pretty exciting because it's not. The, the the big teams aren't doing that well. Yeah, Other than right. Brazil, you know, mm. the rest of them have kind of struggled. And, and you know what? The World Cup's really about what happens in the second round forward. Mm. But, you know, th- there could be some real big upsets. Like, the, the Poms, you might not actually get through to the second round. Now, that is massive. Well, in Italy, when we take down Paraguay. Yeah, imagine if, imagine if we got into the second round <laughs> and Italy didn't. Like, it's interesting for us Kiwis. Like, you know, getting to the World Cup was just an achievement. It's really soccer, like, or football. Yeah. It, you know, it's always been, a, like, the third, you know, fourth-tier sport in New Zealand. And, you know, it's getting a lot of energy right now. And, and getting through, everyone was like, oh, you know, pretty cool. But we kind of assumed we'd be the team to be losing 7-0, mm-hmm. you know, every game. And, that, and yeah. you know, in the first game when we scored a goal, we were like, that was amazing, scoring yeah. a goal. And then to draw with Italy was just phenomenal. Yeah, we so. did nearly beat them last year, though, the Confederations. Yeah, but those... Oh, was it? Yeah, we? yeah, it was pretty... pretty, pretty no, bad. we were in the lead for a bit, and then they came and killed us at the end. No, they didn't. It was 4-3. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I think it was 4-3. We're their bogey team. We are their bogey yeah. team. Okay, so com. Now, if you're um, one of these Facebook people, then yep. get onto Athlinks and do the old I like, the old thumbs up. Okay. Give, give them a bit of love. Athlinks on Facebook, and then that takes you to Athlinks on Facebook. And you can be one of the people who likes this website. Give it, give it an I like, Bevan, if I, you haven't already done it. I already have done it. There you go. Yeah. Oh, you've got yep. to sign in. Yep. Anyway. No, but I've already done it. Okay. I think I've done it quite a few times. Okay. Yeah. So you can get on there and just go, I like Athlinks. We like Athlinks. And one thing that what they do on here is they're tending to do um, just keeping you up to date on Facebook as well. So they're showing you things, you know, like races that they've found. They're using Facebook as a bit of a news feed. So yep. um, if you want to check out some latest news, and um, you can do that. 
And if you are one of these Facebook people, remember that what you can do with all your Athlinks results, because that's the thing, like um, there's different social networks. networks for different things, and Athlinks is by far the best place to keep all your results in one place. Yep. Um, but what you can do, if, um, say, your friends that, that aren't into, say, triathlon or, or endurance sports, you can basically just export all those, those results by hitting a little Facebook um button next to your results and then they'll just get all posted onto your facebook page yeah. so then your non-triathlon friends can can also keep up to date with um, with what you're up to and also remember that if you're ever wanting to comment on the, the podcast um, on our sort of hot topic of the week you basically go on to imtalk.me click on the um the link to the the, the, the link to the, the comments section and that'll take you off to face off to athlinks where we keep all our discussion topics and you can go back and read past discussion topics so for example this week we had the you know how do you deal with um stress or whatever sort of scares you before races and, and they're always going to stay up there so you can go back and you can actually use them as an educational tool and john yes if you like to try some free trial stuff Right now, you get some, what is it, Extreme Endurance, mm-hmm. and you go to Athlinks on the outside of the page, and you click on the link there, and it'll give you some free trial. Now, I think this is US listeners only. Probably. But, at the same time, it's bloody good. And then if you actually give a 20% Athlinks discount. Yeah. So actually, the Amino Vital is the one where you get the free stuff, uh, the Extreme Endurance, you get 20% discount. Okay, point out two people, John, and we'll name two people who are racing this weekend. That one. Okay. Madison Mile and it's Vin Darcy and then let's see if we go to Detroit oh and he's, he's the Hartford Triathlon Club the Heat the Heat oh, I remember the Heat yeah the Heat stuff didn't yeah, we yeah. and we'll go the Wait, hold on let, let's see if there's Placid uh, let, let's see if uh, scroll, scroll down not Placid um, I mean Quarter Lane oh there's only one person up there anyway who's that Donnie Schmoke. Okay, and I'll give someone from Forest Man a bit of love. Oh, yeah. I'll give old Kit... Oh, look at that photo! It's gold! And it has to that one. Gillibrand? Yeah, we'll go with that. Gillibrand, who's got probably one of the best photos of all time. He's won a race, and he's holding a trophy above his head. He's got the, he's got the medal on, but he's got he's got a bit of a John Newsome chest happening. That's right. Yeah, probably not as serious as you, but it, it's good. Nice. But the chick's loving it, isn't she? Yes. Hey? Both of the chicks are loving it, so... Yeah. yeah. It looks like Helen Jenkins is there with him, who's uh, UK's leading female athlete. Really? Yep. So uh, ITU athlete. So who else is racing a forest man? Graham Robinson. Yep. Nice. Huey. Huey. Oh. He's one of our... Uh, is he the Farnborough um, Fox, maybe? Oh, okay, yeah. I yep. remember. He's one of us. And Scott Garrett. Oh, see, that's why I love athletes. You can Scott Garrett, you're, you're getting a nickname this week, I think. Oh, really? Oh, you wait. Did you do it? You I did my piece, my John. Piece? Anyway, it's been a long time since I haven't. Athlinks.com. Check it out. Check, check, check it out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> coffees of Hawaii. You want to get your good coffees of Hawaii deals? Pretty straightforward. Back it up, John. Hold on, no. Back it up. Go through imtalk.me, yep. click on the link, yep. take you through the specials page, um, and then you can also navigate your way through the site, but that'll tell you where what the special codes are for imtalk listeners. Well, more importantly, John, I think in America right now, it may have been actually, but there's promotion store on the website, Father's Day. Right. Yeah. Do you buy your dad a Father's Day present? Always, Bevan. Always. <laughs> Every single year. <laughs> Some reason I don't believe you. <laughs> what did you get him last year? I got him a coffee mug. Really? Yeah. You should have got him a coffee supply coffee yeah, mug. I should have done. <laughs> but what does Thomas get you? What do the kids get you? When is Father's Day around here? September. Go say Belinda and then in... Does Belinda do steps tonight? 
Uh, I'm telling her she bloody should go to the gym. She's Do you know why? Slack. Why? Because I'm teaching it tonight. Okay. Tell her I expect to see her there. You to yeah. go. Anyway, um, present giving to me is I, I, I have low expectations and they're generally met. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> but then for Mother's Day it's meant to be high, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, what's all that about? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I can't remember why. My daughter stopped buying me so, presents. No, that's not very nice. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and I always let her know that it hurts. Mm. It hurts on the inside because all I do is give love, John. Well, if it is Father's Day where you are in the world, I, I often talk about this with my dad. The best present you can give him is coffee because, to be honest, men are bloody hard to buy for. And, you know, undies, you know, pfft, we don't even care about new undies either. Right. Men will wear undies until the end of their days, won't they? So they split. You, will, you know what happened with Joe and I, John? What? Was I had my favourite pair of old Calvin Kleins. She got rid of them. Well, no, even worse than that, John. And they're starting to get the holes in them, but hey, that's what guys do, isn't yeah. it? Sentimental. That's right. So one night we're in bed, you know what she did? Put a finger in the hole and ripped them to pieces. <laughs> I was not happy. Nice. It was almost the end of our relationship. Uh, but instead of buying undies for you to dad, buy him some coffee. And you use Dad2010 at the checkout, and you get 20% off any purchase. It's, it's bloody good. So, um, yes, find out what kind of coffee he likes. Great thing is with Coffees of Hawaii, they've got all types of coffee for any kind of coffee lover. And uh, check it out. And then send it and give them a gift, and I guarantee your father will be happy with that. And remember, if you want the I Am Talk specials, go I Am Talk up me. Coffees of Hawaii logo takes you through to our special page, and you get some kick butt deals and also just remember that uh how great they are because they've always supported us they're also on facebook as well so if you want to keep up to date with uh coffees of why go to their facebook page and do the old i like or join up to their page and albert will keep you up to date with all the coffees of Hawaii developments i'm just gonna go let's have a look at that i am talk facebook page yes let's go here and see let's see what people are talking about on facebook people were giving us a hard time because we're going to get wtc on the show and the boys said, guys, finally checked out the website, looking sharp. Yeah, nice. Cat was talking about the five finger and fingers. Saying, it was on the news the other night in New Zealand. Oh, you can buy them in New Zealand now, so she's, she's put a link there on view. And uh, Stuart of Duckworth saying, good work to the Kiwis at the World Cup. Nice. So love your work on Facebook, guys. Jump on the Facebook page just to be one of our friends. Uh, do the I like, and uh, it's all good. Good way for everyone to communicate with each other. So what else we got here, John? Nicknames. Right, so some of the ones you've got to remember the ones that I underline and are in bold, they're double double words. They've, they've, they've come back for more love. They've come back. We so, are feeling the love, John. So one of our second time contributors, Joan. Oh, this is your nickname, so you can do it. Joan, Agent Forty, One Forty. Oh, Agent One Forty. Yeah, she's can't even read. Uh, Hellman. Nice. Thank you very much, Joan. Yeah, thank you so much, Charles. All black nickel. Where'd you get that from? Well, he's, I went to his athletics page and... Because you put thought into it, you see, so he's, always interesting. He's a, he's a, I think he's in Australia. He's doing a race and he's doing the old Karen Doe look with a black single oh, one and nice. a black short. So I oh. think he's, he, he's maybe living in Australia, but he wants to be a Kiwi. Deep down, he knows that New Zealand sport is the best in the world. That's right. Best at soccer, best at rugby. He should be wearing all white if he's into the soccer, though. Yeah, well, they do the black outfit they wear sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good old Mr. Consistency. Oh, well, Mr. Consistency, Gary Fegan. One of the great people of the show, isn't he? He's always given to the show. We really appreciate what you bring to the show, Fegan, because Mr. Consistency, because you're bloody great. Yeah. Uh, Paul Wakeford, I came up with one. Infinite Heart Beater. 
You love it? Oh, yeah, that's sensational. Yeah, yeah. Infinite Heart Peter, Paul Wakeford. Now, our next one is one of our excellent contributors who does the old $140.60. Oh, really? Because he's, uh, he's part of, he wants to be a strong part of the community, done nine, man. And he also, we wanted to hear from people who do, donate that awesome amount of money. <laughs> you reckon that's crazy. Um, tell us, you know, where you did your first Ironman. And he did, <coughs> uh, his first iron distance race was Vineman, and he did it with his wife. Oh, we love um, the people at Vineman, they're great. So I came up with the name, Randy Twin Vine Stanfield. Nice, Again, nice. Where I'm coming oh, from no, there. No, you delivered. Yeah. You did the next one too? Chris, Christoph Le Yonic, uh, Crazy Frog. What, what, what is that? Well, he's a Frenchie living in um, uh, Singapore, I think it was. And he's like a paddy instructor. He does a bit of fitness instructing oh, as well. Oh, great, great and, industry. And marketing. And he's doing, so he's doing lots of different things as well as triathlon. So I thought the craziness and the frog, because he's Frenchy. Nice. So the crazy frog. Okay, John Rear. Um, simply the best. Right. There's no there's no understanding. I just thought to myself, I was going to call him the best. Yeah. You know, just to say, you know what? If people go down, what do you say? You say, hey, mate. I'm simply the best. Nice. And he, when he says it now, he can actually say that. Not being cocky, because it's his name. I was going to go, when I was looking at his name, I was going to go along something like the um, Let's Dance angle. From, oh, from nice. I, I couldn't come up with anything good, so I thought, Bevan, you think of something. You could have gone Dancing Pants. Is that... I don't yeah. know, it's just... <laughs> could have done, done. But hey, do you wanna, John, do you wanna, John. Do you want to do that? Do you want to go... No, 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 because he's simply the best. Okay. Yeah. You can okay. go to people, what's your name? And he goes, hey, I'm simply the best. Right, the next one, I don't think you'll be able to get where this comes from. No, I don't. Paul, the charming boss, Jarvis. Oh, where did that come from? Okay, so it's Paul's story there is he is the... You've even written down the story. Well, okay, I have to remember, wouldn't be able to remember otherwise. He's a chairman of the Charnwood Triathlon Club. Oh. So Charnwood's kind of like charming and he's nice. in charge, so the charming boss. Nice, that was good. Yeah. You've delivered this week, John, you oh, really yeah, have. Deliver. My last one is Smoking Scott Garrett. And Scott, I think, was was down there to race uh, Cord Lane this weekend. Yeah, so smoking Scott Garrett. He's going to smoke you guys. Yeah, smoking. I hope you smoke this weekend, Scott. Oh, smoking Scott. So if you want to contribute to the show, it's always greatly appreciated. It helps cover our, all our web costs and yeah, All costs the development of the show, we're putting all the money you put into us, we just put the development of the show it's, it's, and, and big things. Also, we're, we're probably going to start thinking about if we're going to go to Hawaii next year. We do. Uh, we do. We've just got to negotiate that. As long as I can take my wife, um, it is. Uh... But you guys won't be paying for the wife. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for the record. Yeah. <laughs> so you're paying for the wife, okay? Well, we've got about 15 months or so, so we'll probably start a year out. We'll start fundraising a year out for that. Yeah, yeah. it's all good in the hood. We just go to through iamtalk.me, click on the donate button, and you can either do a weekly, uh, no, a monthly $4 per month, or you can donate whatever amount you like to, and it's all appreciated very, very much. Uh, remember, you could also comment on the shows um, on the website now, and uh, so loving that. Like this week, for example, good old Cam was saying he loved about the hydroxin peroxide for road rash. Mm-hmm. So chemists sell it in bottles. So again, thanks to um, Andre from Shoe Clinic at uh, Sylvia Park up in Auckland for sending us through some socks. They're great socks. I've had a couple of runs in them. They're very nice, Bevan. Uh, if you want to send us emails, you can do it on the website now, but you can also just do it through our normal website um, email address, which is www... Oh, no, no, it's not. It's imtalkpodcast at gmail.com. So uh, feel free to do it. Or you can go to the website and just go on the contact section. Join up to our Twitter page. Jeez, we're learning a lot. 
doing my promotion right now, aren't we, John? Yep. Okay, and let's move on. Let's move on. John, what, what have I been up to? What's the goss in your life? I had my first of my JD duathlons on Oh, Saturday. back it up, too. JD, wait a second, what's the website? jdevents.co.nz. JD, oh, look at that. It's even there. There you go. Click for the race. When did you get that up? I got it up on Sunday. Uh, oh. No, said uh, it was the same day as the race. Good work, John, because so you can't give other people crap if you're not doing it yourself. The race finished at about uh, oh, close finish. Five. It was close finishing, and uh, I had it up that evening. I delivered Bevan. You did deliver. Uh, Gina Crawford took it out. Yes, so a lot of people was absolutely stoked. I mean, it's a small local race. We had you know about 80, 90 people racing, um, and yeah, but a lot of people said it was just great to see Gina out there racing, getting fourth overall. <laughs> Um, so kicking most of the guys' butts. Come on, Dan McDonald, chop it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did. He, he was. He beat her off the bike. That, yeah. He was quite happy about that. Really? He beat her off the bike. <laughs> but anyway, it was a, it was a good race, and it's just such an awesome venue. We held it at a car racing track. We hire out the track for half the day, and uh, next race is in. July, late July, and it was all good. It was a fantastic winter day. It was like 17, 18 degrees. It was just sensational. Late so July, was, I might do it. You should. If I'm around. It's, it's, it's a handicap race today. Now, this is something well, new I'm, I'm trying. I'm not fitting up right now, so I'll go at the back. It's a, that, that's, that'll be the worst handicap. Oh, no. then. <laughs> okay, I'll go at the front. So, so it's going to be really interesting. I'm interested to see how it goes. So I've never tried this before, but basically I'm going to be doing handicaps based on these results. So the slowest person will start first, yep. and the fastest person will start um, Handicaps last. are hard, but... Well, but then, but technically, we should have everybody finishing within, say, a minute or two of each other. So it's going to be chaos at the finish, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great race. And we could have um, what, what distance will that be? It'll be a two point four k run, sixteen point five k ride, two point four k run. It's uh, it's oh going to be a good time. And then the last one's a double duathlon, run bike, run bike, run. If you're in the Christchurch area, anywhere in the South Island, come and check it out. We do good little race bags. You know, we deliver stuff. Yeah. I like to think we kick ass. Yep, yeah, yeah, muesli bars and things like that, don't yeah. you, John? jdevents.co.nz What else are you doing? What else am I doing? I'm off to Poland on Thursday morning. Oh, mm. how's the cycling going? It's going. Duro- volume is, uh, frequency is good. Volume is a little bit But you bit need limited. volume because isn't this crazy camp? I'll be right. I'll just build. I'll build into it. I'll be right. I'll be <laughs> sucking a bit of wheel. Um, so it's going to be good. Because those Polish nice. boys aren't weak. It's going to be nice weather. I'll be fine. I'll be in my little... My little cycling next, so I'll be, I'll be sweet. Uh-huh. Out, out in the wop wops. Do you know what I did yesterday, John? What? I was riding to the gym, going over Rapeki. You know, you've got the little hill on the road yep. to Rapeki. And it was, it was raining, so I had my head down going over the hill. Yep. <laughs> and I'm riding along. Yeah. <laughs> I rode into a temporary roadside. Uh, like, uh, didn't even like, didn't even look up just because it was there. Yeah. Literally just physically rode onto it. And you know what? The worst thing, the worst thing I was worried about at the time bike no if no. anybody saw me because <laughs> it was yeah, just yeah. that bad so i felt like a bit of a dork in that moment so you fell off yeah oh yeah no like, yeah. like <laughs> my head hit the sign like, nice. it, was, it was that bad it i was... had a guy do that once in a race following, oh, following a race. behind me world champs cleveland 1996 oh, hammering good. i looked up with shit Swerve guy behind me. It was a non-drafting race. It was his own fault. An Aussie guy slammed it. It was hilarious. Oh, was funny. Well, I wasn't going that fast because I was going uphill. Luckily, yeah, it's one of those moments where you feel like a right dork. Yeah. yeah. Um, so other than that, off to Poland. I'm gonna miss the family. It's gonna be tough. But uh, I'll be how long are you going for? Uh, Twelve days. Oh, how long are you training for within that? Eight. Oh, okay, so it's pretty travel, man. It just takes takes you know two days to get there and back, or you know two days each. That's a hard that's a hard trip because you're doing four days of travel, hmm. and then you're training. That's a lot. You come, that takes a bit of getting used to, doesn't it? I'll be right. 
And then John Boxed yeah, on. John got into the Oakland Marathon. I'm into the Oakland Marathon. Bring it on. He, he schemed it again. I did not scheme it. <laughs> so Auckland Marathon, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be on the start line. Looking forward to it. What do you hope? Anyway, to Auckland Marathon. I think I'll for that one I'll be looking for probably two if I can break two forty I'll be happy because it's quite a bit faster, slower course. So I'd think you know, I'd like to think I'll be in sort of two thirty five, two thirty six shape, but I think it's it's quite a bit challenging course, so I'll be probably looking for just if I can nip under two forty I'll be satisfied. So I looked up the Melbourne Marathon. Last yes. year they had three and a half thousand people racing the marathon. Yeah. No, four thousand people racing the marathon. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. It's not a fast race I don't think because yeah. The winner only did like two seventeen, and and yeah, then the next bad. no, but then the next guys are in the two twenties. Okay. And you think in the Melbourne Marathon you'd get a pretty mm-hmm. good field. So, um, and like if you did uh, two forty, you, you still got in the top forty or something. So yeah. yeah, so I can't imagine it's that fast, but I'll check that out later. Well, this weekend I, I do a monthly challenge in Christchurch. Right. A free monthly challenge, at, like we do the Crypto Factor, and yep, we do. Yep. And this weekend, this Saturday morning, if you're in Christchurch, feel free to come along. 7.30 in the morning, it's totally free. We're going to meet at Hagley Park, pretty much just down by where the museum is. Yeah. Um, by the bridge which goes into the park, just down Armour by St. Bede's. Yeah, yeah, the Armour Street Bridge. Christ College. Yep, Christ College. You'll, otherwise you'll be in Belfast. Okay, well, yep, okay, Christ <laughs> College. Um, we're doing the police entrance exam. All right. Yeah, so I've coordinated with the cops, and we're going to do the run. You do press up, sit up, standing jump, and then they have yeah. the circuit where you got to drag people. And nice. Yeah. So they said that morning, if you're in Christchurch, feel free to come along to that. Do do a few sessions through the river. I had to do that once as well in winter as a punishment. Oh, you really? had to run through the river and back like ten times. And the this is when I was I was at Christ College. The teachers thought well, that's a terrible punishment. That's a terrible punishment. How could you do that? You had to run from the, the little lake in Hagley Park to the river and through the river and up a oh. bank, and it's probably like four hundred metres between that and they thought it was a great punishment because I'd, I'd been naughty or something like that yeah. and uh, I just I was just cranking it and they're like mm, that's not a big punishment is but John, it? John yeah. surely you didn't get in trouble at school surely not never what was the punishment for I can't remember too, too many <laughs> detentions what, 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 why did you get detentions uh, Christ College is pretty easy to get detentions oh really like talking and stuff like that I would have been screwed you wouldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs> Um, so other than that, oh, my trip to Australia was amazing. Yes. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, it was, sir. You're not moving there? You're not going to be like the, the rest of the five million Kiwis in Australia? Yeah, I can see why you'd be Australia Peels. Although we went out for lunch with um, Slim I Am and yeah. Olga, and uh, they were telling us about the amount of snakes they have there. Oh, yeah. And I went for a run, and I went for a run in the dark, and I got a little bit lost, and so I had to run through this kind of foresty mm, section. Yeah. And it was there wasn't on a track; it was just purely mm. running. It was it was literally thirty meters. Mm. But I have to admit, I was crapping myself, and mm. on my shorts, some of those beady beady things got caught, oh, and I didn't know. And I was, oh, yeah, yeah. So she wasn't too flash. No, right. um, and other than that, this weekend, yep, that's about it. Nice to be home for a bit. Nice to be home. We had some nice weather lately. Yep. So, so good. There we go. I think, oh, an hour 12. That's good. Good length. Good length. Oh, I'm here next week. What are we, what, so, what are we doing next week? Next week, Bevan is interviewing the lady fra- who wrote the book about yeah, how, the, to date a triathlete how to date a triathlete. So, you have Bevan next week. Oh, so we're not doing anything? No. Oh, really? We're, in the we're not even going to try Skype. Not when I'm in Poland, there's no reception. Oh. And then the following week, we'll try to do something when I'm in Singapore Airport. So do we introduce a new sponsor next week? Probably. Wow. Mm. So the pressure's on me next week, isn't it, John? There's big pressure. Maybe I should try to get another interview. Maybe I should get Dan McDonald in the studios. You can do that if you want to. Okay. Talking to him how, to, how he got checked at the JVG. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we I'm go. I'm Russ. I hope you don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.